pimping creatives Ooh. to get what they want mm-hmm. and using people for their gifts, but not but denying will never admit to that, but using scripture to back up what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, you know, using that as what's the people what people say, oh, if you're getting exposure. Hey everyone, welcome to Seated with Strangers. This season we're exploring the topic of unsubscribing from pop culture and social norms. My name is Patty and I'm seated with Brandy Anderson and Taylor Ford. On today's show episode, we'll be talking about unsubscribing from limits on our faith and creativity. Unsubscribing from limits on our faith and creativity. I, I'm rubbing my hands. Just just thinking about just thinking about that. I'm like rubbing my hands like the Spice Adams. Uh, because <laughs> I think some so you know we we put things in a box a lot of times so I'm I'm ready to dig into this do we think that there are limits in the stories that Christian creatives can tell I think it's a confusing question because I feel like I can see both sides of it um what I automatically thought of with this question was the bible talking about do everything for the glory of god and so when you think about certain roles, some things that we see in on TV or in the media as films or TV shows, it's not bringing any glory to God. So it kind of gets confusing for me because it's like, am I able to tell this story or would I be able to tell this story if I was offered this because it goes against something that I stand strongly for? It's a confusing mm. question, I think. Adam, you look like you had something. <laughs> well, as for me, um, this is kind of a subject that I'm kind of in myself as I prepare to, I guess, share a story of my own, you know. And I would, I guess I would say that maybe the stories that I have to share as I, the content that I have for this that I'm talking about, the stories that make this up may not give God glory, but I do feel like there's stories that can help other people. And as a, excuse me, as a Christian creative myself, I know that me coming into knowing Christ and and being, becoming, having more relationship and getting to that point, I've had to become comfortable, comfortable with being me, being me and the stories I am supposed to be sharing because I do feel like I'm somewhat called to tell them, but in a in a tactful way, not in a way that's going to trigger someone, but this is it's more like from a don't do this kind of thing. Learn from me and then make your own decisions from here. Right. But telling it from a let me go back. So I know growing up at being a Christian, being a creative, and I know who I was before Christ. Right. And that's part of my makeup. Like before we like before we became saved, like that's who we were. And I feel like the, that still makes up a major part of us. And we don't need to put, we don't need to cancel the part that got us to God, whether it was addiction, whether it was promise or whatever. I don't feel like that part of the, whatever part of the story that did not glorify God, I don't feel like that should be put under a rock per se. Gotcha. Which is a lot of what we deal with in previous generations where they come to Christ and it's a new, it's truly a new creation, but we don't hear anything about the way their lives used to be. 
And it's not until we get into our own mess that they'll say, yeah, you know, when I was your age, well, you should have, you couldn't, you, you want to tell me about that, aunt, uh, so-and-so? You could have mm-hmm. told me about that 15 years ago. But no, I, I love what you say about that, um, Patty, because I think that every aspect of the human experience can contribute to a story that can glorify God. Um, mm-hmm. And what you were saying, Taylor, about, you know, doing things for the glory of God, I think a lot of times we put it, put Christian creativity in the box of it has to have an evangelistic message in order to glorify God. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, um, a a scene at the end of, of the movie or of your content where you're having an altar call like that. It doesn't have to have that aspect of it in order for it to glorify God or point people to um, point people to God. Right. With that being said, do you guys believe that we have to use our creativity in the church first serving before we are qualified to use them in media and entertainment spaces? Oh, I don't think we have to. Yeah. I don't think every gift is meant for the four walls of the church. I agree. Um, As someone who I did not go to school for certain creative pursuits, and the church was a platform or an opportunity for me to develop certain creativity, a certain creative um, uh, hobbies and giftings. So it was definite, it's definitely a place where we can utilize those things, but I don't think that it's some place that you have to kind of give a tithe of your creativity and right. time, you know, before you can use it anywhere else. There's a time and a place for, you know, I, I love the, um, the variety of what we're seeing now in faith spaces where you're seeing art, you know, artwork during worship, you're seeing, you're hearing spoken word poetry, you're seeing um, visual, uh, you know, types of, of design and things that are a lot different than the stage plays and things that we used to do back in the day, you know, the skits that we would do. You see a variety of things now, but I don't think that you have to serve first at the church before those gifts can be utilized in other spaces. And I would say, I'm going, I guess I'm like the the other voice and one of the other voices, like kind of like, I wouldn't say a worldly voice, but as someone that experienced some things out in the world as well as in the church, as someone that's also creative, um, I've seen the other side of the church pimping creatives oh get what they want mm-hmm. and using people for their gifts but not but denying will never admit to that but using scripture to back up what they're doing yeah mm-hmm. meanwhile you know using that as what's the people what people say oh you're getting exposure mm-hmm. and i feel like the church may not say that so i'm not going to say all churches don't do that but i've experienced it several this is not and of course i'm not not canceling other churches or anybody that I, that I do work for that I serve, but I am very mindful of who I give my, who I present my gift, which is ultimately from God. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm not going to cast my, what is it? Cast my swine. Pearls, be, pearls my before pearls, swine. That one, yes. So, um, but no, I do not feel as if um, serving the church first. Now can the church, help you along the way if you're in a creative ministry sure that is a great way to get free training 
in that way. So, and from that, it does qualify you more to be in a media entertainment space. You can use it as an internship, you can use it resume builder, just as a people builder, anything. Um, but you don't have to first serve the church. You're serving God first, so go to him and be like, well, God, who you want me to work with? Am I supposed to give a project pro bono for someone in the marketplace? Or am I really supposed to work with this pastor? Let me, let me know. Let me, you order my steps and let me That's right. hear from you. And I would say that I did not do that. Right. <laughs> what, did, what did you learn from that experience? Mm. Uh-oh. I learned it was it, it was actually one situation that really that hurt me to my core. It was really like, yeah, I learned from it, forgiving the person. He's also checked myself. Um, had to check my motives behind it, but it definitely made me more mindful because I knew I wasn't crazy. It was just the way I got offended because of what I what I because of the treatment that I perceived that I got. And yes, yeah, so I just learned to be more mindful and just more Holy Spirit led and not led out of emotionalism or, you know, this person, you know, telling their story or whatever, or, you know, just, sorry, I'm playing with this hat. But just, you just really have to be mindful. I, th- I think that's with anything. Seek first the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you guys. I feel like you don't have to start in the church before you can go out and really be creative or use your creative gifts in other spaces. Like I think it's just wherever God leads, but I do think it can be easy to get caught up with like the religious side of Christianity, feeling like, okay, I'm a Christian. I have to do everything like in the church or with Christians. I just don't think that's necessary for anyone, I think you can start and serve anywhere. Agreed, agreed. I think I think too, in line with that, Taylor, I think sometimes we think that, that I'm thinking of that passage in Romans that talked about um, presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And we think that the reasonable service is just our one-on-one relationship with God and what we do in the four walls of the church. But God can use those gifts. He can use the prophetic. He can use word of knowledge. He can use all of that stuff that we do inside the four walls on a movie set. Exactly. Or, you know, on a, on a photo shoot. He right. can use, you know, he can use those things in other places in it. And in addition to the creative side of things. So, yeah, I definitely feel that, um, that he, that, that there shouldn't be or people should not approach using their gifts, uh, in the church as a prerequisite to trying to use them elsewhere. (laughs) Okay, so now we are going to transition into our hot topic. And so the question is, are we rolling with Yvonne Orji from Insecure and the role she played or Megan Good in Harlem? Miss Brandy, you look like you have something you really want to (laughs) say. I wanted to say, or Megan Good in anything that she does. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's not necessarily so much on the table I mean really I'm like she's not known for playing necessarily a Christian character so you know I had this conversation and I'm not going to date myself I'm not going to say when I was in college but I had this conversation in college with a theater professor who was a believer and she played a role where she was 
cussing up a storm. And I was like, how do you, how do you balance all, you know, how do you balance the portrayal of something versus, you know, who you are? And she said, if it's, if there's some sort of redemptive nature to the character, then I'm open to it. It's not the way that I live my life. You know, I'm not going out here saying to people that I should, you know, live my life this way. But if there's some sort of redemptive um, component to their story arc, then I'm open to portraying that that character in the fullness of their mess. And I said, oh, okay, because I had never heard that before. You know, I grew up in a family that was really um, specific about the type of program that they watched. So when I heard, uh, you know, a an adult uh, believer that was sharing that it kind of put things in perspective for me. So I look at, I go into programming now and I look at the fruit of what people are doing outside of those, those projects as well. So, you know, what, so what then, you know, like what, what type of image are you portraying outside of that role? Um, I was not a huge insecure fan. I did watch a little bit here and there. So I, I have an idea of the foolishness that Molly got into, however, <laughs> I did watch the making good that that making good uh you know Harlem. I, I got I got stuff to say about that, but I'm looking at facial expressions and I, I see some <laughs> what you got to say, Patty? Man, <laughs> I have so I have not seen Making Good in Harlem. Okay. But I have I've been down with Yvonne Orgy. Okay. And so um do you think it's okay for them to play these roles based on their beliefs or do you think it's a contradiction? I know what you said, but like, do you think it's, you think it's contradictory? I don't think it's, even if they are, I don't think it's contradictory if there's a redemptive arc to their role. So if there's something that can be learned and not that anyone is saying, you know, from this episode, we're learning X, Y, and Z, nothing like that. But if there's something about the behaviors, if there's something about that person or the character that they're playing that causes you to, th to think about your own relationships with your friends, that because that's what it did for a lot of people. I, I, was, I was on Twitter. Agreed. Black Twitter was telling it all. Even if I didn't watch it, Black Twitter was letting me know what was going on, you know. <laughs> um, but I think that if it's causing people to take a step further and look into their own relationships and question their own motives and question how they go about doing things. I think that there is redemptive value in that. So, well, while I may not love or glorify the characters, I do believe that we can give space to Christian, uh, Christian artists to explore expressions that may be different than them, than their own image or themselves. Because if they're actors, then they should be doing something that's not themselves, right? You know, you should be playing a role that's somewhat not exactly like you, unless you're Leonardo DiCaprio, because he plays the exact same thing. But anyway. <laughs> what about you, Taylor? I, I agree with that. Um, I had a lot of trouble with this question because it was something that I've experienced as an actor myself, like getting roles and then just worrying like is this okay to play like does this have is it is it going to glorify god in any way like is there a real purpose to this role i always felt really confused with that part of myself as an actor but i i feel like with you miss brandy saying as long as there's like a redemptive part um 
I like that idea. I think with things that I've seen before, there's not, there's not, there hasn't been a lot of things that were redemptive. So it feels kind of empty and sort of like, well, what's really the point of this show? It, it, even if it doesn't glorify God, it's not bringing anything good to to it. But I think with um, Molly, Yvonne Orji, and Megan Good, I think there were really good things that you could learn throughout each episode from each show. Definitely a lot to learn, a lot to learn, or at least a lot of deep diving, you know, in your own personal life and how you navigate relationships and, and things along those lines. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think is missing from the stories we should be telling as Christians? <laughs> Depth. I think a lot of the stories that we're telling, um, well, I don't want to say that we're telling, but a lot of the stories that, we, that we're seeing exposure, uh, given the stories that are given exposure seem to sometimes lack depth. So, yeah. you know, we have the, um, and, you know, I know I won't keep bragging on these folks, but you've got the Hallmark version, you know, of Christian pro- uh, programming that gives you just the general feel good, I need to turn yeah. away from my wicked ways type of, you know, uh, storyline. I, and I feel that there's so much more that could be, that we could be diving into. And I, I find myself drawn to other storylines that do provide a redemptive arc, but have nothing to do. They don't explicitly say Jesus. They don't explicitly say, um, you know, give an altar call. So I right. do think that, um, yeah, depth is the first thing that, that comes to my mind that might be missing. Right. I agree with that. I, I, I feel the same way. Some Christian movies that I've seen just feel very surface or like, just like feel goody, but it doesn't really go through that journey of what it's really like following Christ, which mm-hmm. I feel like would be really great for people to see because it's not always like good times or like valleys, you know? Um, I also think, and I hear a lot of people say, is like whenever I see Christian movies, I feel like the majority I've seen have felt sort of like corny or like you can tell that there wasn't a big budget for certain movies, which I think a budget, a bigger budget or financial support would have helped make the story even better or showcase it in, in a better light. So I do think death is missing and like what true, what a true walk with God looks like and financial support for a lot of films as well. Excuse me. I would say, well, I'm going to start off with saying that one of my favorite Christian movies is The Shack. Oh. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. It was like across the board. Now, okay, so in that story, I love that story because they shared his dark side of how he got to God. And that's right. why I resonated with that so much, as I said earlier in the show. Like, I want to hear the the bloopers, the behind the scenes. That's what I want to hear. And I feel like that's, yeah, depth as what Brandy was saying. Tell me the nitty gritty. I want, I want you to read my story as if there is as if it's a book in the Bible, because some of the books in the Bible, when you read, when you read them, you're just like, what? Come on. Like, for real? Like, straight up Game of Thrones type of stuff. And they did that, and they did that, and they did that, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it just takes you through everything, like the story of Job. So, like, it's so much, like, depth, like Bernie said in the Bible, that needs to carry on and tell the stories and everything. But I feel that sometimes Christians are so quick to 
be surfacy because they don't want people judging them. Right. And so they just kind of like, oh, you know, I'm just going to give the surface level story, right. just even if it's a in the movie form, because people are not really ready for it. Meanwhile, people are like, no, we we want we want the nitty gritty. Tell us that. Right. And still give glory, but you know, I say push the envelope a little bit, even right. in Christian films. And it's interesting because you think of it's. I feel like a lot of that is specific to Western um, concepts of Christianity, where everything is saccharine sweet and tied up in a pretty bow and has to, you know, end with the with the 80s, 90s sitcom ending. Like everything has to add up. Everything has mm-hmm. to make sense at the end. Whereas the rest of the world and people outside of those circles are like, mm, no, it doesn't, we don't we don't have to have that. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we don't mind going into dark places for short periods of time to have a better understanding of another person's lifestyle, you know. So, and I think of you know, the movies that have not just been critically acclaimed, but the um, ones that we find ourselves going back back to, and the gritty storytelling that causes you to grab a tissue or yell at the screen, or you know, those portrayals are the things that sometimes leave the greatest impact but you know in contrast to what we're used to seeing now i mean you know there's some folks that love a good hallmark movie as well right but but over time yeah you forget because so many of them are alike Mm -hmm. so they don't stand out you know they follow a formula and it's not until you get halfway through you're like i think i saw this about two years ago you know there's nothing that is significant about the what, what's being told it's not it, as impactful as you know things could be and a lot of um christian content tends to fall into that same category or similar similar right. category right i i agree with that i think for myself my one of my favorite christian movies is the passion of the christ oh. and i feel like that to me was just so raw and real. There was nothing sugar-coated. There was nothing that was like trying to be packaged sweetly. It was like, no, this is what Jesus's life looked like. And this is what you're seeing. It wasn't anything that felt like sweet. And I feel like I cried like the entire movie. And so I feel like movies like that, that are like really just brutally honest about what it looks like to be a Christian is really, like I said before, what's missing as well. It's interesting you say that about um, thinking of the modern um, portrayals of Jesus with the Chosen series. Mm-hmm. They've done a really good job in showing the human side of Jesus yeah. Yeah. And, and his approach to humanity and just showing how humorous he was and how engaging he was with other people instead of just the stoic, you know, right. you know, you know, just reciting lines of scripture, you know, type of character. Right. They've done a really, really great job of uh, bringing, breathing life into the disciples as well as Jesus. If you can just get more people to do that. <laughs> um, I would say just from not from a, um, like a cinema, cinema, cinema standpoint, mm-hmm. it would be nice to see more visual depictions like whether it's graphic design photography i feel like people could tell more stories through it would be more it, would, it could be just as relatable as a story if not more um because it's quick fast it's more impact and 
it was it's just something something I just thought about that too. Is but you know, just having more more variety in alternative creative spaces like like the um topics the excuse me, the genres of art that I just say or fine arts. But also adding being realistic with the um our color palettes <laughs> as Christians. Oh um, I have a really tough time even in the modern day church, um, seeing still seeing whitewash images when they are telling presentations when they know it's not the when they know that's not what it is. I have a really hard time as a Christian. Yeah, even that was yeah. I I have a major even people portraying people as black Jesus. Right. Like I want to like going back Let's to the shack. Accurate. Like give me yeah. I feel like the shack was the most accurate depiction of. Jesus, then you. I you have. May, I haven't. You might like the chosen then. Yeah, now I'm about to say I haven't. I haven't seen the chosen. You may want to. But check I that feel out. like we. They need to like more people need to really be accurate with the depictions of who they are and sort of like who was it? Russell Crowe depicted was it Moses Noah. and Noah? Noah? Yeah. Like come on now, like even the Prince of Egypt, the cartoon version was. Like on on point compared to some movies, so more color and more variety in alternative media spaces. So, guys, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating or review. Seated with Strangers is a full experience podcast, so check out the show notes for more ways to engage with us. We'll see you next time. <laughs>